This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So growth stocks are still in the spotlight, but what if you could have growth and value? It is the best of all worlds, right? To have that growth without overpaying for it. But how do you find growth and value? We've talked about it many times before on the podcast, but I felt like it was time to revisit the PEG ratio. And the PEG, if you're new to investing, you might be like, what does that mean, PEG? What is she talking about? It literally is PEG, and it's a ratio, but it's called the PEG ratio. And what it is, it's the PE ratio divided by the annual EPS growth. And it was a ratio invented by Benjamin Graham, the father of value investing, because he recognized that sometimes the PE just doesn't cut it. Price over earnings, even if it's low, might not tell the whole story. So he added this growth component in the peg to give him this real powerful screen of both the growth and the value. It is somewhat rare to have that combination. And um, so many of us use it today. And I like to use it even as just like a basic screen to screen just for the peg ratio, along with, of course, the Zach's rank. I would throw that in there. But what is the the PE divided by the annual growth rate. If you're a new investor, you might still be like, what is she talking about? About that. So the PE, remember, is the P is the stock price. The E is the earnings of the company. So the PE ratio is the price of the stock divided by those earnings. Now, you don't have to figure any of this out. So if you're like having a little bit of a panic going, what is she saying? What do I have to do? You don't have to do anything. The PE ratios are on every financial website and you can get it on Zacks. You can get it on Yahoo Finance, whatever floats your boat. It'll be all over. It's on the NASDAQ. It's on CNN Money, all of these sites. Um, but remember, when you are looking at the PE, there there's two different PEs. So Zacks uses the forward PE. And what that means is it looks at the earnings estimates for this year, or if we're in the second half of the year, which we almost are, we will be soon here in 2023, it'll look at next year's earnings estimates. And these are the estimates from the analyst just putting out what they believe the earnings are going to be. Those will change over the course of the year, obviously, depending on what actual earnings the company reports. Now, some uh, sites will have a PE with a little uh, couple of letters next to it. And it's just, we'll say like TTM next to the PE. And that indicates that means you're looking at the trailing earnings, the earnings that actually did happen, but they're in the past. They're in like last year's. So these two numbers can vary considerably. So think about NVIDIA, what they earned last year in earnings, and now they just raised guidance for this year. So if you're looking at the trailing 
Um, NVIDIA PE, it's going to look a lot different than the forward one. Um, it'll actually appear to be somewhat cheaper on the forward one because those earnings estimates are exploding higher. So it'll that forward one will look a little bit better. Now, some people don't like to use the forward PE because they feel like that's not real. And who knows if the analysts are going to get it right or if you know we go into recession, the companies start cutting their guidance and that those estimates have to come down, then you might've overpaid for a, a company. But I like to use the forward because the past is the past. And I, I do wanna know what's gonna be happening coming up this year. Or like I said, if we're in the second half of the year, it does start to look at 2024. So I like to use the PE ratios that are on Zacks. It is the forward looking one. Now, again, you don't have to whip out your calculator to figure out any of the stuff, either the PEs or the PEG ratios, because you can find the PEG right there on Zacks.com. If you're plugging in the uh, quote, you know, on the quote bar, you're plugging in the ticker, then you can see it there even just on the basic quote it'll have the peg and it'll just say peg and that's what you're looking at is the peg ratio now what kind of peg ratio do you need if you want value and growth so it just gives you a number right and uh but the lower the better like everything with value you want lower so a peg ratio uh for value usually is one or under so you want like 0.5 or 0.42, you want something under one, that indicates you have both value and growth. Now on a screen that I did run for this, I, I included the PEG ratio, but also the Zacks rank as I mentioned, because why not, we have it. So I might as well try to get companies with rising earnings estimates, cause that's a good thing. And um, so that includes Zach's number ones, which are the strong buys, and number twos, which are the buys. And combined, that's usually about 850 or 900 companies, depending. And so that's a pretty wide number. And then you combine it with the PEG ratio under one for both the value and the growth. And when I ran that, though, it gave me 26 stocks. So that's not too bad when you're looking at the list of them. I don't want a hundred. That's that's a lot <laughs> to look through a lot of companies to see what what's going on with all those stocks. But 26 is more doable. And but if you know we're going off of the rank, that's only 26 stocks that have both value and growth out of about you know 900 or so. So again, it is pretty rare to have the value and the growth because Growth is usually just the growth. It doesn't It doesn't come cheap, usually. But uh, that's why I like to look for these stocks. It's one of my favorite screens as a value investor. And I like to thank Benjamin Graham for giving it to us. I'm sure he enjoyed screening for this these key metrics as well because it is somewhat rare. So what are the stocks that are in here? There were some uh, foreign companies, so I, I didn't really look at those, but I wanted to pick out a couple new names and not ones we've talked about, like General Motors was on the list, but we've talked about them uh, again and again over many years. So I'm keeping them off, but a couple of these are, actually all three of these were 
pretty new. I'm not sure I mentioned any of them on the various podcasts in the past. So this is going to be a fun one. So I only looked at three stocks, though, for this podcast. You could look at many more as there were 26 stocks, but I'm only going to cover three. So the first one is Vertiv. Vertiv. Ticker V is in Victor, R is in Robert, T is in Tom. And this one's kind of been out there in the news, even though it is a value stock. So it has a peg ratio of 0.4. We didn't screen for PE, but I did look at it, and it's a PE of 16. So with a PE of 16, which isn't extremely high, but it's not super cheap, that means the growth rate is pretty good on this company because we're still getting that peg under one. And their Columbus, Ohio based company, and here's what they do. They solve challenges facing data centers, commercial and industrial facilities with a portfolio of power, cooling and IT infrastructure solutions. Now, I did notice in the first quarter in their press release a couple months ago, they made the the key word, they used the key word here. They said, secular demand drivers uh, reinforced by growing AI investment. So they did say the magic words AI. And so this is kind of an AI play, I think. And that's why the stock is surging, even though it's cheap. So it's surging over the last month. It's up 33.6% and year to date now up 46.5%. Has a market cap of 7.6 billion. So not as small as you might think. In the first quarter in April, It did raise full year profit guidance. Sales were up 32%, but they did see order normalization, and that was continuing. They've seen that over the last couple of quarters on supply chain improvements. Orders did decline 23% year over year, however. That's orders, not sales. But sales were up 61% in the Americas. Um, So they're starting to see, you know, again, the supply chain improvement is lending to a more normal business for Vertiv here. But they said the magic words. So the stock is surging. It is still cheap. It is a Zach's number one rank. It is now trading at 52-week highs. So that is ticker. Again, V as in Victor, R as in Robert, T as in Tom. Who says we can't get into AI stocks on the cheap, right? There's one or presumably kind of an AI stock. They mentioned it, so I'm going to call them an AI stock. <laughs> um, okay, stock number two, uh, Turex, Terex. It's ticker T as in Tom, E as in Edward, X, T-E-X. And they are a global manufacturer of materials, processing machinery, and aerial work platforms. So a lot of their customers are in construction, energy, recycling, uh, minerals, those kinds of things. This is kind of like a infrastructure type play or, you know, the, on the industrial side, market cap of $3.7 billion, so not super small. Uh, the PEG is 0.5. PE is just 9.1, so I'm liking that. In the first quarter, sales were up 23% to $1.2 billion, and they said their backlog remained strong at $4.1 billion. Operating profit margin rose 460 basis points to 12%, and they did raise full-year EPS pretty sharply to $560 to $6. 
And that is earnings growth of 38% because they only made 432 last year. The Zach's consensus is on the higher end of their range at 596. That's where you get the 38% growth rate. So that's pretty impressive. Unclear if they're going to be able to keep this kind of growth rate for next year. But again, the stock is cheap. Over the last month, the shares are up 16.2%, year-to-date up 30. It's also a Zach's number one rank, strong buy. So that's Terex. I'm always saying these names wrong, or Terex. Ticker, just go by the ticker. T-E-X is the ticker. Oh, they also pay a dividend yielding 1.1%. Okay, and then the third stock is Lamb Weston. Ticker L as in Larry, W as in Wayne, LW. And we've never covered this one. It is a leading supplier of frozen potatoes, sweet potatoes, appetizer, and vegetable products. They're pretty big, 16 billion market cap. They've been in business 70 years. They pay a dividend, it's yielding about 1% and they're doing share repurchasing. In the first quarter, no, this was fiscal third quarter for them. So they're they're in the fiscal fourth quarter now. They uh, did raise full year targets at the end of fiscal third quarter. So that's impressive with just one more quarter to go. Sales were up 31% to 1.25 billion but the price mix was increased 31% and volume was basically flat. So they did say um, they're seeing softer traffic at casual dining and full service restaurants in North America that affected the volume. They have gotten more businesses from some of the large chain restaurants. And so they're they're, uh, adapting their mix to what is going on out there in the restaurant industry. They also did acquire a big uh, company business in Europe. So they're expanding there. They are a global company. Uh, What is happening with valuations here? So the PEG is 0.5. Obviously, it's under one because that's what we screened for. But the PE is 22.9. So it's not cheap on a PE basis. So that means earnings have to be really soaring, and they are. So for fiscal 2023, the Zach's consensus is looking for 451. That's up 116% from last year when it was 208. So you got big earnings growth, um, but the stock isn't actually that cheap on a PE basis, but it is on the peg. And it's trading right near uh, its 52-week highs, and the shares are at five-year highs now. Year-to-date, up 26%. Over the last month, only up 0.4%. So this one's been on quite a run. Not sure how much longer the potato area is going to stay this hot on the chart, but on a peg basis, it's pretty cheap. Shares are trading over $100 now at about $112. So just so you know, if you're interested in like the share price, I know some of you like those stocks under $10 and things like that, but this is not one of those. So this is Lamb Weston, ticker LW. And I find it interesting that we have the potato guys on here because we did have the egg guys on um, either this one or the Zach's Market Edge. I can't remember which one when the egg prices were soaring. But, um, you know, a lot of these food companies are now making these lists 
uh, egg prices have come way down. So I haven't taken a look at the egg producer, you know, earnings, but those have to be coming down, which is something I warned you about, like on some of these. But this one, uh, you know, they they have a quite a big global business, as you can see, and with that 16 billion market cap. So that's going to have a lot of moving parts. So make sure you listen in on those conference calls on this one if you're interested in the potato side. So what does this kind of tell you about like what's going on out there? They're all in different industries. There was a real uh, one home builder that made the list. Um, you know, there is still cheap stocks out there and they do have growth and some of these are just kind of, uh, you know, they've all been rallying in addition and they're still cheap. So uh, how long will they keep that momentum? We don't know, but I'll take my chances with the value side of things versus, you know, diving in on some of those momentum stocks on the just the pure growth side that are trading at really sky high valuations with PEs over 50, for instance. So uh, keep that in mind when you're running these screens and, you know, uh, you're looking for new opportunities. Also, just because the stock has been on a big run doesn't mean it can't continue as Many of my colleagues always say momentum begets more momentum. So if we can see some momentum in some of these other industries outside of technology, then we could really catch a bid on some of these stocks. And many of them, as I said, already have caught a bid this year, but we could see even a bigger rally as we head into the fall, perhaps. So let me recap the tickers I talked about. So there was Veritiv which is a VRT, that was the data centers company. It's been in the news a bit because of the data center side of things and because they have mentioned AI. So it's become kind of like one of the AI plays, whether or not it really is, is another whole side of the story. But definitely listen in on those conference calls if you want to know what's going on in this next earnings season. And that is ticker, as I said, VRT. Then we had Terex, that's more on the industrial side, manufacturing and uh, the work platforms and that is ticker tex and then we had the potatoes lamb weston ticker lw so as always i'm always running these screens i'm always looking for new ideas for value stocks there is still quite a bit of value out there even though growth has kind of taken off but value is being ignored it's being ignored and there's plenty of cheap stocks on a PE basis or a peg ratio basis or price to sales even. And the whole part of it is finding good quality value stocks and trying to avoid those value traps. And I recommend using the Zacks rank to try to find value stocks with rising earnings estimates, at least something good going on there with the earnings estimates. And all three of these are number ones or number twos. Um, I think the only number two was Vertiv that, no, that's number one too. So all three of these were Zach's number ones right now, um, which is the strong buy. So you wanna be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode as I'm bringing you these value stocks every week. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, you can get us on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music. 
You can get us on SoundCloud with the Zach's Market Edge, where you'll get even more stock choices. They're not always value, but sometimes they are on the Zach's Market Edge, my other podcast I do every week. Be sure to check out all of our podcasts on Zach's.com. Just click on that podcast link up at the top of the page and you'll get all of our great shows. And as always, I'll see you again next week with some more value stacks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.